0: Okay, so today we're going to read inside, going to make some progress based on a lot of the things we discussed, a lot of the things that we discussed outside about sovev we're going to explore today inside and we're going to connect them with Torah and with mitzvahs back to that original question that we had from the Gemara, which is higher, the Torah or the mitzvahs, which seems to be hinting at the fact that they all do come from two different levels, so we're going to try and understand what those levels are. So we are on page 12 last paragraph We finished off reading inside yesterday about Mamale We brought the example for the light of Mamale the example of the four categories of creation that we can clearly see within the physical world that even though all physical matter was created by God's ten utterances there is a different amount of chayut of energy and life force within different types of creation depending on how much um, they can handle so that was an example that we saw from Maale that gives an individualized, limited, split up, divided light based on how much can be received by the creations. And we said that this is also true, true for the spiritual worlds. Sorry, my hat is taking your seats. In the spiritual worlds, there are many, many levels as well. And depending on where a creation finds itself, what level we're talking about, it receives a different amount of chayut of godly life and force. Now we're going to speak about Soviv inside, page 12, last paragraph. You guys got it? Okay. However, the aspect of the light of God that surrounds the worlds is, in general, by the way, olamim is with a mem, but this is, uh, this is from the Zohar, so it's Aramaic. So it means world, but it's with a nun. But usually olamim is with a mem in Hebrew, okay? Bechinas hashpa'ah, this light is, uh, it's an aspect, it's an expression, v'ha'arat, an array, elokut of God, she'eino nimshach, that is not drawn down, besh, and enclosed, Batoha olamot within the worlds, v'pechinat kiloy, in a revealed way. So that, that word, v'pechinat kiloy, is the important part here. Whenever you see the term, mitlabesh, that godly energy, besh clo- means to get dressed, clothing lavush that whenever we say that godly energy encloses itself into something we don't mean that it literally like goes inside we mean that it goes inside in a revealed way that's the difference so anytime you see the term it comes up a lot in tanya as well speaking about the godly the the godly soul for example that it's enclosed within the body that means that not only does it permeate is within but it's also revealed okay um so, so it does not invest itself within the worlds. It's present in the worlds, but not in a revealed way. It's not able to be understood and grasped through our understanding. Rather, this light surrounds, so to speak, the worlds from above. Again, that doesn't mean that it doesn't permeate. It just means that it is there in a non um, Non intellectually understandable way, okay, non revealed way. And that is the reason why this light is called a light that surrounds the worlds. Because it encompasses everything equally. There is no division, it is a unified light. Since it does not enclose itself in a revealed way in our understanding. Therefore we can say that this light shines and is revealed equally to everything. Okay? So this light gives equally to everything, not only to this world, but also to the spiritual world the same amount. So very, very lofty angels and souls up in heaven are receiving the same amount of of kolomim as we're receiving down here. And this is the reason why it says, now we're going back to the original two verses. We quoted a verse from, from Yeshayahu and from, does anyone remember? Mm-hmm. Not Zechariah, from Yirmiyahu, Yirmiyahu. Yirmiyahu right? Yirmiyahu. So the first quote was from Yirmiyahu, which was, um, which mentioned Haaretz, but it didn't mention Shemaim. let's see it inside. Sorry, I'm not remembering it book by heart here. Mm-hmm. Choo, choo, choo. here yeah. ah, sorry your Mio mentions both <laughs> eta eta and then the second was <inaudible> remember the diff- the questions we said why does one m- mention heavens and earth and one only mentions earth and why does one say I fill it up ani? And does one say kavodah, his glory fills it up. And now that we understand that there's two types of light that fills up and energizes and creates the worlds, we can see the distinction between the two verses. Look at the first verse, eta the eta animale, that is referring to sovev kal'amen. Because sovev kal'amen Ani, it's much closer to the truth of who God is. So God, so to speak, himself fills these worlds, not only the heavens, but also the the not only the earth, but also the heavens in an equal way. But when we say malokala arts, kavod. We're only mentioning the earth because it it gives an individualized light. Also Aret's earth can be compared to Malchut, and we said it comes from Malchut. And Kavodah, we don't say that God himself fills the, fills the world on a level of mamale, but rather God's glory fills the world. What does that mean? God is, he's able to be understood as something that we glorify, right? The, the moment we're able to glorify God and praise him, that means that we're understanding him in some way, which means he must have been limited. So that's what's going to be explained inside now. Why
1: not the heavens? Why aren't the heavens so good?
0: So the heavens are filled with, um, the heavens are filled with mamale kalomi, but not equally to the aret So they're not mentioned in the same sentence. Because the mamale energy fills the earth with a different energy than it fills the heavens. However, the Soviv energy fills both equally, so they're put into the same verse. Hashamayim baha'aretsa mimaleh, equally. I fill all worlds equally. Heavens and earth doesn't matter. So you are correct, though, that Mamale is present also in the heavens. That's why there, there was a footnote at the bottom there that explained maybe it only mentions Eretz because uh, of the idea of malchut, that it's sourced in malchut in the lowest sphere, which is also called Eretz. Um, <laughs> Ubohu Bahur page 13 third paragraph and that is why it says regarding Kal Omin et Hashamayim animale that I fold the heavens and the earth to this means that this is referring to the light of God where there is no space that is devoid of his presence that the of kalomin when we say like Hashem is here, Hashem is there Hashem is truly everywhere right, mm-hmm. you heard that song? Mm-hmm. Up, up, down, down yeah. we're talking about Sovev. Hashem is equally everywhere mm-hmm. mamale is also everywhere but not equally okay so the light of mamale that, is, that a certain being can experience, it could be that we're not actually experiencing that expression of God. That's possible. But when we speak about sovev, that's the, that's the idea. Ani, I feel God Himself is everywhere equally. Umashikatuv malokala What it says in Yeshaya that God fills the land, His glory fills the earth. And this is referring to the individualized. Um, Light of God, Shenikra Kavod, which is also called his glory. Because when we say his glory, it means that we understand him, we're able to glorify him. It's an expression of him, but it's not his whole self. Okay. Vehine And so now we have a quote from our sages, from Pirkei Avot. Have you guys heard of Avot, Ethics of Our Fathers? So there is a quote there that says, Ein Kavod Ela Torah. There is no glory aside from the Torah. So anything that is truly... Glorified glory is Torah. Mm. So there's a connection between the language and the term of Kavod and between the Torah. So we saw that the source of the idea for mamalikal Omen, which we brought, is referring to mamalikal Omen as Kavod. And here now the altar is introducing that this is, so to speak, a synonym for, for the Torah. So Torah, we're going to see, is connected with Mamalek Omen specifically. The this is because, why is Torah called Kavod? <coughs> Bless you. Because Hashem's Torah was drawn down from His wisdom, right? Have you guys heard this idea that Torah is the wisdom of God? Mm-hmm. It's like the intellect, the wisdom of God that went all the way up there from God's wisdom and is drawn down all the way down here into the physical Torah that we have today. So if you guys see this chart over here, again we spoke about Chokma yesterday, but all the way at the top. Chokhmah is considered the highest of the sephiris, the, high, the, the highest point from which God starts to create the world, and that is where Torah is sourced from, from God's wisdom. And God's wisdom gives to the world in a way of mamale kolom, and it gives in an individualized way, not in this, not in just an all-encompassing equal way, which is the idea that God uses his intellect, so to speak, to run the world. So, The whole idea of what we call reward and punishment, for example, that there's consequences to your actions, this all comes from chokhmah. that God is running the world in a way that is based on intellect. Okay, God created the world in a process, in a way that we can actually follow and understand, and God runs the world in a way that is logical, and that's all sourced from his chokhmah, which is logical. And logic says, I'm going to give more light to a human being and less light to a rock. So Mamaleh Kolomin is sourced in Chochmah, the Torah is sourced in Chochmah, so they are very much um, in line, synonyms for each other. Does that make sense so far?
2: I thought you said
0: "Mamalek was sourced from. Malchus. From Malchus, okay. So that's a good question. <laughs> okay, <yes. laughs> so it's um, the practical application of "Mamalek al- Olamim" comes from Malchus. The okay. source, however, of "Mamalek Ol comes from Chachmah. because Malchus is the beginning stage of God relating in a practical way to the world.
1: Where everything is revealed.
0: Like yes, where where yes, as we said in "Melech B'al it's where God rules the world as a king. God's kingship comes from there, in a, so in a practical, applied way, it's applied from Malchus, but it's sourced from Chokhmah. The source of the idea that God runs the world in an intellectual way that makes sense, that's logical, that's orderly, which is which which is very much the idea of Memalek Omin, is from So Good question, though. Uh, does that make sense? The two. A lot of times we'll say it's sourced here, but it's actually sourced here. It's like, where's the practical source for it? And then where's the original Makar, mm-hmm. right? Where is it hewn from? So now it's going to mention an interesting idea. Um, page 15. <laughs> that from God's Chochmah, God's wisdom, come the 32 parts. The Lamed Nativot is a, a concept from Sefer Yitzira, one of like the oldest, oldest, oldest books that we have. There's opinions that say that Avram Havinu wrote Sefer Yitzira. It's a Kabbalistic book. And it speaks about the process of creation. Yitzira means formation, like how did God create the world? And right at the opening of Sefer Yitzirah, it mentions that if you look at the account of a creation in Bereshit, which starts off with God, you know, there was nothing, the world was void and empty, then God created light, all the way to God resting on Shabbat, that whole period of time. If you count the amount of times that God's name, Elokim, which is referring to the way that God relates, the name of God, the expression of God as he relates to the world, it says it 32 times. It mentions the name of Elohim 32 times. And it's explained there that, now I'm trying to remember how we get to 32 specifically, it was te- the 10 Sephirot plus the 10, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was, the, the 10 ma marim plus, now I'm not remembering how we get to 32. Um, I could check, but it's interesting because you see all these funny black lines mm-hmm. in between the sefirot so, I think if you count them, there's let's see, there's, there's 12, I think. Either there's t- 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12, no, there's not, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So, it's just 22 plus 10. It's 22 there? I'm guessing. It's supposed to be 22, but like. And then you know? add the 10. 10. 10 oh the wow. 22 the 22 are the 22 letters of the of the alphabet um, because the 10 okay now it's coming to me thank you <laughs> <laughs> the i i saw this expression of the lamed bet in the tivot a few times in different my mom and i was always like i don't know what that is and skipped over it this time i was like okay, let me go check what it <laughs> is and it comes <laughs> so i'm new to this concept so the 22 letters of the jewish alphabet are what god is what makes up the 10 utterances right the 10 Um, the 10 verses that God used to create the world are made up of 22 letters. So there's the 22 letters which God used to create the world, the 10 utterances, and then there are the 10 sefirot, which we're we're going to be discussing. I'm sorry we are alluding to them so much without going into it, but the 10 sefirot are the 10, so to speak, um, rays and expressions of God that are individualized and that God uses to to run the world. They're, they're, They're expressions of God, they're not tools Okay, I'll just tell you briefly that according to Jewish philosophy, the 10 sefirot are creations, that God created 10 sefirot, 10 tools with which he uses to, to run the world. According to Hasidus, they're not creations, rather they're emanations. So the sun creates life down on earth, right, by giving it certain energy and then life, you know, but the rays of the sun, the sun doesn't create the rays of the sun, right? The rays of the sun come out almost automatically from the sun. So we can't say automatically about God because that means that he doesn't, didn't choose it. But God chose mm-hmm. to allow certain expressions to come from him. They're not creations, so to speak, separate from him. They're expressions of himself, directed expressions which come out in the ten Sefirot, Giving different, um, allowing the world to, to be formed. Basically, we're going to speak about them um, more at length. But so the idea of the Lamed Bet Nativot is that the, the tool, so to speak the tools that God uses to run the world, the twenty two letters of the alphabet, which God used to speak the world into existence, and the ten Sefirot, which which bring which bring the world into existence, the spiritual worlds and the physical worlds as well. So, yes, hopefully, if you count these properly, there will be 22 of them. And there's a whole, I did not understand this, a whole explanation of each one. Each one is a different letter of the alphabet. Each black line is a different letter of the alphabet, depending on the different, it categorizes the alphabet into different categories. Um, So, if you want to check that out, you can Google the 32 paths from Sabre and Sira, if you're interested. I didn't fully remember where each... Letter of the alphabet one. But each black line represents a letter of the alphabet, which God uses to draw down his light and energy into the world and create the world. Okay? So when we say that the 32 paths are drawn down from Chochmah, what we mean by that is that the beginning of creation in an orderly, individualized, logical way starts from Chochmah. From Chochmah all the way from the top are drawn down these these um, energies and these tools that work together in a harmonious way to bring the world into being as we know it. So again, this is the idea of Mamalek Kolom, giving a unique individualized energy to the world based on what it can receive. And that's where all sort of like logical process Happens so again, like the, the concept just um, what came up of reward and punishment, it's one of the thirteen principles of faith of the Rambam that we have to believe in reward and punishment that there is a consequence to our actions. Chabad doesn't like to talk too much about reward and punishment, but this is a this is a, this is a real premise and basis of the Torah, and it's the idea that God runs and rules the world in a logical way. There is an order behind creation. The source for this concept of order is Chokhmah, and is this concept of Memalek Almond, an orderly, individualized light that runs the world. The Michelle, and we can see this with an analogy, this idea of the Lamed Beit Nativat, these 32, so to speak, paths that emanate from Chochmah to create the world. We see this, we can see a, an example of the Hashvil. A Shvil is a, a pathway, literally, a physical path, that is made to help people path, pass from one place to another. We have a path that takes us from where we are right now to our next destination so too we see the same thing from this the highest level of God's wisdom the energy the influence is drawn down from there in a div- in a div- in a divided way so that it can fill all the worlds and give in a unique individualized way so just like you're standing in one place and depending on what destination you want to get to, you're going to take different paths so too chokhmah has within it all of the ability and power to create worlds from god and yet it takes different paths from chokhmah to give light to creation depending on how much it can it can receive. That is Mamale malekolomen as we're going to see now, is connected to Torah. And we're going to understand why that is. Again, Torah is also a source from God's wisdom. Ad To the point that these paths draw down the energy so individualized, so low that they create physical matter, the physical world that we know around us. The pratut dine'a Torah. And it's drawn down into the details of the laws of the Torah, kasher, the pasul, this is kosher, this is not kosher, etc. So from Chochmah, there are pathways that draw down from God's wisdom all the way down here to the point that we can apply God's wisdom to physical things. That's the Torah. Torah applies God's wisdom to the physical reality that we have around us. This physical animal is kosher. You can use it to serve God. This physical animal is not kosher, etc. These... <laughs> These laws involve physical things. masrot You guys know what Trumatumasrat are? The, the um, tithing. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Tithing that um, we have to give. That's relevant today in Israel as well. That's why we need hech um, even on our fruits and vegetables here, which is super fun. Uh, I love just got leaving Israel just so I can like, buy an apple without even thinking about it. But masrot um, is that certain... Um, Amounts of fruit um, and produce need to be given away, to charity, etc. Need to be sanctified, kanad va kanada as it's known. So when it comes here, we're going to read in Sanya, When it comes to the chokhmah of the Torah, Hashem's sublime will and wisdom descend and vary until they become understandable laws and concepts. This can be likened to a path upon which tra- one upon which one travels a long distance. The Torah shows us how Hashem's will and wisdom traveled from the aspect spiritual principle to the concrete physical application. Thus the Torah corresponds to Kolomin, how Hashem permeates our worlds since it descends to us in a way that we can internalize and experience. This is why the Torah is called glory and honor. It addresses our level of understanding enabling us to appreciate something of the glory and honor of Hashem. You guys clear with the connection between Torah and mamalekolomin Torah, the whole point of Torah is that it's there for us to understand. And remember, we said, what's means That which is able to be an energy, a life force of God that is able to be internalized, is able to be understood logically. Torah is also able, it's an it's it's God's wisdom, but it's traveled all the way down here in a very individualized way, and it takes into account the, the reality of creation that has differences. This is kosher, this is a kosher creation, this is a not kosher creation, etc. And it allows itself to be understood. So the whole point of Torah is that it has to be understood. It's revealed in our minds, it's revealed in our lives in a clear, distinct way. And another um, example that we can see, not put in the mind, but an interesting example that we see the connection between mamale, individualized light and Torah is that People, different people have different obligations in how much Torah they need to learn. Have you guys heard this idea before? That we're not all equally obligated in Torah learning, the same amount. Um, for example, if somebody... Well, well, we know that men and women um, have different obligations when it comes to Torah learning. But even within that, depending on how much... Time a person has literally how, what your lifestyle looks like. That's how much Torah you're obligated to learn or not. So somebody whose life who is a businessman who has to go out and has to work the whole day to bring um, you know parnasa to their family, they're obligated to learn one portion of Torah in the morning, one portion of Torah in the evening, and they're they've done their like bit for the day. Somebody who's called a yoshev oil, somebody who like sits in kolo right, or somebody like you guys who took a whole year off for the sole purpose of studying Torah. You don't need to go out and make a living um, throughout your day there is an obligation to learn actually more Torah to learn Torah in all in all available moments that you you have um, <laughs> no pressure um, so so Torah actually even just the obligation of learning Torah is individualized based on your life circumstance mitzvahs as we're going to see now we're going to compare mitzvahs to so common mitzvahs are the same like it doesn't matter what your life circumstance is like you need to keep Shabbos, right? Um, Jews came to America and it was extremely hard to hold a job because you had to. It was. America wasn't like it is today with Saturday off and Sunday off. Like you had to work on Saturday. If you didn't work on Shabbos, you got fired. So many, many religious Jews came to America and they didn't know what to do. Like they had to support their family, they needed a job, but they there was no rabbi there was no orthodox rabbi that was going to be like yeah you can go to work you're not allowed to go to work on shabbat so there were those who would actually get a new job every week they would show up on sunday at a new job and they would get you know i think people got paid per day i don't know how it worked then like very um very I feel like it was just very capitalist then. America's still capitalist but just not like as much. Like then like the corporations could decide what they wanted to do with their workers. So you know, you got paid Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, didn't show up Saturday, you got fired, found a new job, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. This is and this is how some people live. Yeah. So oh, sorry. is your hand up for Yes, yeah. I'm sorry.
2: Um, so in uh bear sheet one sixteen, did we cover that? Talking about this because it says, and it was so, and God made two great luminaries the greater luminary to dominate the day, and the lesser luminary to dominate the night and the stars. Mm -hmm. Would this be the same lights that we're referring to? No, they're not. No,
0: so those are considered Mm -hmm. physical luminaries, Mm -hmm. and what we're talking about are spiritual lights. Yeah, yeah, so actually two, actually two different things. When we when we use the term light, it's a, it's a good point that you're bringing up, though, because we're we're speaking about light as if, like, light from the sun. Anytime I mention, like, the rays of light that come from the sun, it's always an analogy for the spiritual concept of light that we're talking about. So anytime we say light, we're just talking about an expression of God. Yeah.
1: Okay, Yes. Here, then it goes on to say,
2: and God set them in the... Um God, and God set, set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. So here they're talking about...
0: He, physical. Say, the physical. The physical sun, the physical the, moon, yes. Uh, okay. So before the physical and sun and the physical moon, there was spiritual light that was an, that like left, so to speak, God, a ray of light, a, a unique individualized kind of ray of light, and then also an all-encompassing ray of light. And again, spiritual. We say light because it's just an expression of God's essence just as the lights from the sun are an expression of the of the sun and through that god used that to create the whole world including the sun moon and stars and including everything that we know and everything that we don't know all the spiritual worlds as well um so yes it's it's anytime i bring up the sun the rays of the sun it's always always an analogy when we say lights when we say that the sefirot are lights they're not physical lights they are expressions of god that's that's what they are they're 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 expressions of God that are directed and channeled into different um, channels based on whatever Sephira it is. So Everyone was equally obligated in keeping Shabbos, right? If they would go to the rabbi and say, listen, rabbi, I'm so busy. Like, can I learn less Torah today? The rabbi would say, yeah. Like, yeah, you're busy. No, learn something small in the morning, small something small in the evening. No problem. I see your life circumstances. That's totally fine. But if they would go to the rabbi and say, listen, rabbi, like, it's really hard to keep Shabbos in this country. It's crazy. The rabbi would say, listen, like, you're, you're obligated in keeping Shabbos here just as someone in a, f- a freer country, which, is, which has Saturdays off, is obligated in keeping Shabbos. Mm-hmm. And, um... This is a very, very hard thing for many people. It's like, but we all... Like, I was think we're obligated in the same mitzvahs that Moshe Rabbeinu was obligated in. Like, the, he didn't have any, like, special mitzvahs more. Every single Jew, doesn't matter where you're holding, we're obligated in the same mitzvahs. Yes?
2: Um. How come they didn't, like... Uh, what's it called? Hire,
1: like, within themselves? Like, they, they started companies, like, themselves, and then just hired Jews so they could have work? <laughs> so, easy to start a company in the country? where. Yes, yeah,
0: so they were all usually refugees like the, they're called greenies i think i have no idea why people called the like refugees really because of green card, really? of green card? <laughs> Sweet. all of the all of
1: the non-americans <laughs> that, do they that still, still is that
0: still a thing that people use no. that expression no never i just know that the, that the jews the immigrants were called greenies <laughs> um really mean <laughs> anyway they were like considered like the lowest of society they came with nothing Came with absolutely nothing. They didn't have any means at that point to stock companies. Eventually they did. Um, unfortunately what ended up happening, most many Jews who came to America came religious. Um, but because of the incredibly difficult circumstances that they faced being religious in America, um, not because they were being persecuted but for being religious, but because like just surviving there was so hard as a religious Jew. Um, probably by the time by the time a lot of these big families that we know of Built these big companies, they themselves weren't really religious anymore. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um,
2: like yeah, a lot of them still came from like homes with Jewish values. Yeah, and they stuff may even like have spoken that. Yiddish at home. But, a lot of these but like. It wasn't big... like the daily practice. Yeah,
0: but... and unfortunately for many, it was until they came to America. Mm-hmm. Until they came to America, it was it was very 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 difficult.
1: Well, isn't that how the conservative and reform movements started?
0: No, <laughs> it started away It was started before but, like, that. Really like um God it like could be that they picked america. up like the message picked yeah. up more that like you can be a, you know you can be a, a jew but you don't have to like sacrifice your whole life to keep certain you know yeah. you can you can be a jew and make it work yeah. sort of thing um it's possible that it became more popular then but i know it was already a prevalent idea even in america before mm-hmm. um
2: i think it also i remember this happened in another class i thought the same thing too and they were like no was heard in the early 1900s or something
1: Yeah, even earlier.
2: I think eighteen hundreds. Well, I mean, there were still
1: Jews coming in the eighteen hundreds to America that had the same problem. Like that's why I think it started, but it really got like as many. But I think it got really like strong when there were all the refugees that came also. Yeah, because that would definitely make sense. That would
0: definitely, yeah, that would definitely make sense. Although, unfortunately, many of these Jews who came, they, they had a generation later, the kids had—they weren't going to any any sort of schools reform. Like they weren't, um, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Unfortunately, it's a very interesting thing how like a lot of Jews kept on to their Judaism through persecution, like physical persecution for being Jewish. But then the moment we come to America, when things are like free, so to speak, freedom of religion, freedom of expression, that's almost um, it's an interesting thing that we but, see throughout history for the that's Jews. Yeah. see like more,
1: actually, more Jews like like I, I, I don't want to say like like in that like like past, they they will usually say like. More Jews passed in the U.S. after the after the Shoah than Jews in. The,
0: we're, lost. The yeah. in the, yeah, we're lost, yeah, yeah. We're lost to assimilation. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. still trying to make up our pre-Holocaust. Yeah. We haven't made them up yet, the pre-Holocaust numbers, because because so, of assimilation, intermarriages, um, yeah, intermarriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I'm
1: saying like if six million Jews were lost, you would
0: think we'd make it up. Yeah, no, yeah we haven't made think. it up yet. We're, we're, like oh, so seven. it's more than
1: six because of before yeah before the Shoah we were 18 millions yeah. and now well, we're how kids? much 18 millions 18 18. oh I thought so you said no, 80 eight. sorry 18 <laughs> yeah <one> 18 <laughs> millions <laughs> and after the shu'a as per now it's 15 millions I thought it's 16 now.
0: I'm not uh, keeping, but, appeal, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, but it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like,
2: unique to Jews. Like Italians, other like a lot of other minorities came and and they're like, oh yeah, we don't like like the white, um, like Anglican or Protestant. But Italians right? like the. Mm top of the pyramids so the closer you could Italians do that crap, never easier. saved
1: their culture because like Italians before they came to the US before the first immigration before the first wave of immigration it's a very different thing than Italians mm-hmm. that there are right now like it's mm-hmm. not the same they don't have traditions they don't have religion anymore like they don't mm-hmm. they are not the same group cuz it's also very interesting because do you know by the way it's like I I I I, I wrote a research paper about this oh, yeah, that we'll like Mussolini at first before he met with like like before he met with the Nazis in, in Germany, he was holding a very uh, tight connections with the rabbis who were like he was he was holding very tight connections with the Jewish community in Italy. Oh wow. Really? And like yeah, yeah he changed wow. he changed his position. There was a, there is a record of him meeting with the rabbi to discuss how the world is gonna change like Very it, it's insane because before before the Shoah, uh, we first immigrate the first wave of immigration the Jews and Italians were really close. That's how Brooklyn, like,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. oh yeah, was
1: founded. Like it was, they true, had Jews the same, like, cr- organized criminal groups. They had the same, like, <laughs> like, no, but like it's true, you know, because you're in the What are you gonna do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how <laughs> you are you gonna? To look after you yeah, know? sorry for <laughs> saying that. Like, being very blunt, but you know, that's like, very interesting. Like,
0: yeah, Let, we're going to take that idea right. now and see it inside. And actually, this idea that I just brought up about how we're equally obligated in mitzvahs and not equally obligated in Torah learning, it's brought up in different places in chasrits, but not actually specifically in this mimer. But I just thought it was another interesting um, connection that we can see between sov of Kalomim and mitzvahs, which gives equally to everybody, and Mamale, which gives you a unique to each one. So now, page 16, let's see about sov of kolomin and mitzvahs inside. Aval, however. Al yadei mitzvot through the mitzvot, which are this, which is the practical application. Sorry, where are we in the top?
2: page
0: sixteen, all the way at the top? Okay, thank you. or it's drawn down a revelation of a light soviv kol from the light of God that surrounds the worlds shehu bchinat ha-makif, which is the encompassing light that we've spoken about. So what's the connection? The idea is the connection is as follows: we know that a the example given for Torah is that it is considered like the food, the soul food of the godly soul. We feed our soul through learning Torah. What does that mean? We'll see in a second. As it's written, it says in Tehillim, King David said, and your Torah is within my stomach. It's literally within me. In my innards, it calls it here. So Torah is like food which invests itself within the person internally and it gives him life from within. So too we see with the Torah which is drawn down from God's wisdom to truly be Understood on an intellectual level. When we, inter- we when we intellectually understand something, we internalize that idea. It becomes something that's part of us. Now we can hold it within us. When when like when we can repeat it, we that, that knowledge becomes a part of who we are, a part of our body, a part of our brain. And so Torah is like food, which gives life from within, which is internalized in a revealed way, which we see is is from a malek kolamin, the Torah, which is drawn through. Um, through and I have placed my words in your mouth. So just like one puts food in his mouth and eats it, the divine soul eats Torah when studying it. This is why the verse says the Torah words are placed in our mouth. So it's a process, the learning Torah is a process of internalizing this energy of God and making it one with ourselves. This is not the case with mitzvahs, as we'll see. And This is because the Torah comes from Mamale, which encloses itself within the worlds in a revealed way. Now we're all the way at the bottom of page 16. This is not the case with mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are compared not to food, but rather Nasim, they are called the clothing, the garments of the godly soul. We do not eat our garments. They do not become one with us. We put them on, we take them off. They surround our body. They don't become internalized by our body. So too with a physical garment. It remains on the body of the person from outside. But it doesn't enter into it. The Kaha this is the same idea of this revelation that we get from mitzvahs, Hanim hamitzvot. the energy in the revelation of God that is drawn down when we do mitzvot, makif. It's drawn down in a peripheral, external, surrounding way. because it's drawing down the light of Shehula Shahulla Mahasaga, which is too lofty to be understood. When we do a mitzvah, we don't understand why we're doing the mitzvah. There are explanations for certain mitzvahs, why we do them. And certain ones we have more vague explanations. But even, Chassidus' opinion is that even when we have an explanation for why we do a certain mitzvah, that's not the true essential reason for why we do the mitzvah. We do the mitzvahs because God desired, us for, God desired for us to do the mitzvahs. And we do them not with like an understanding, but just because through an action, we do the action, we do the mitzvah, we draw down the light and not necessarily do we understand the truth of the meaning behind why we do the mitzvah. Like every time we keep kosher and we look for kosher labels, it's like we understand exactly why some people say it's healthier, it's not true, (laughs) go look at the latkes and the donuts and the, um, you know, and even, even more, like even mitzvahs, for example, Shabbat, which Which we can logically understand we need a rest right people need a rest we need time to get get together we don't truly know the essential reason why god wants us not to rip the toilet paper on shabbat and why we can't get in the car even though it's much easier to get in we don't understand these things and the reason why we don't understand these things is because mitzvahs draw down the which is beyond understanding it's too high up to be encompassed and held in our limited brains Torah has been drawn down in such an individualized way that our brain is able to hold the Torah literally, but our brains can't hold the mitzvahs. They come from too lofty of a place. But every time we do the mitzvah, even though we don't understand it, we're drawing down this light of God in a more manifest way into this world. Every single time we do a mitzvah. Okay,
2: so the Torah is is more than the light and the. More the sovah, like.
0: Yes, and when we learn Torah, we draw down the mamale, and that's why it's able to be held in literally held in our minds and internalized in an understood way. And when we do mitzvahs, we draw down the sovev, which is which just like almost surrounds us. What does that mean? That it's not able to be held and internalized in the same sort of way.
1: What happens if we, for example, break Shabbat, like spiritually, like what, like what happens in the?
0: What happens in the spiritual worlds? So this is really the idea of the of teshuva. So like on a sp- so like on a spiritual level, the light and the energy gets like blocked basically, and so there's considered like these like spiritual gaps, and that's the whole process of teshuva is like returning, filling in those gaps. Um, yeah, there's like a, there's like less light that's drawn down, and at the same time there's more. That light has to go somewhere, so it usually gets fed to the negative forces and energies, and then they grow. So it's like there's a gap that's created, there's a hole that's created, and then also that light goes to, feeds the, what we call the klippot, the negative kind of energies. Yeah. Yeah?
2: How come, how come we can see that we'll ever understand the Torah? Like, I can understand how we, like, won't truly understand the reason for the mitzvah. Like, we've got, like, more or, like, whatever we can understand to make it work to motivate us to do it but yeah, like, yeah. like every time we learn Torah there's always so much deeper you can go or that's like a very good question other
0: sources. that's a very good question so in general this mamale light of God that we're talking about it's not like it's not like something to just like disregard it's very 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 lofty and it comes from Chokhmah, which is infinite mm-hmm. so it does come from an infinite place mm-hmm. um so Torah is infinite which is why Torah is, is relevant for every single generation and there, no one can ever stand up and say, I have learned the whole Torah. That doesn't yeah, exist 100%. So so Torah is infinite, but it's able to be understood. There's always more to learn. You're never finished, but what you're learning can be understood and must be understood. You can't say, oh, you know what? This is God's wisdom. It's too much for me. I'm going to move on to the next thing. The whole point of Torah is that it should be understood. So the in, infinite aspect of the Torah is its relevance for all generations, because it transcends just this generation, for example, and also the fact that it's endless. You never just finish learning Torah. There's always deeper and deeper and more and further you can go. But the fi- finity of Torah is the fact that when you do sit down and face a certain element of Torah, it is able to be understood. Do okay. you have your, your hand up? Yeah. yeah isn't
1: Torah the Torah the
0: Ah, okay. So the Ooh. Torah allows us, that's back to that question in the Gemara, which one's higher, Torah mitzvah. Yeah, mitzvahs? Yeah, they yeah. concluded Torah is higher because it allows us to do the Mitzvahs. So the process of learning Torah is a different spiritual process than doing a physical Mitzvah. However, okay. the Torah teaches us how to do the Mitzvahs. If we didn't have the Torah, we would have no mm. idea how to do the Mitzvahs. But if we didn't have mitzvahs, there would be no Torah, because the, the whole point of the Torah is to teach us how to do the mitzvahs. So it's like this back and forth. Okay, so which is higher? Like the the cause or the effect, almost. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, one is dependent on the other, but one can't exist without the other, and one. Um, so there are two different spiritual processes one is the expression of god's wisdom in this world and one is the expression of god's will and desire in this world mm-hmm. god's desire god desired that we should do the mitzvah. so when we do a physical mitzvah we're tapping into god's desire for us to do the mitzvah our desire and our will are two different our, our desire our will and our intellect are two different processes right um but but Our desire leads us to think about how we can fulfill our desire, right? Like our will, our internal will is connected to our mind. They're they're very much connected and working together totally. So the Torah and the Mitzvahs are working together, and dependent one on the other, but they are two different processes. It's like, you
2: know, if you buy a table at IKEA, it comes with an instruction (laughs) book. Like technically, like how to build it's an instruction book, but building it as a whole separate thing.
0: A bolt, the action of folding it. Yeah. Mm, I like oh, that. Oh, and you could oh, understand, understand I never of the instructions, that. Yeah.
2: but not. And you could understand the instructions on yeah. in an internal. But not level. necessarily. Yeah. But not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, also true. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're an engineer, you can understand the instructions even deeper. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can look at the YouTube commentary all <laughs> <these> instructions <laughs> put in the instructions to the instructions. That's great. <laughs> Wait, so, so I don't really understand, because we're saying that Sovave is more, it's everywhere, right? Like it goes into everyone individually and all that. And then the, the, is coming, is not so much like seen, I guess, right?
0: The opposite. So the opposite? Is Sovave is everywhere, but it's not revealed. Okay. Mamale is, is everywhere in different levels. Like, there's different potencies of mamari, depending on what you're talking about, but it's more revealed. Go ahead. Okay. And we see that with the Torah. That Torah is um, able to be understood. It's able to be internalized. And the mitzvahs, we do them, but we don't understand exactly why we're doing them. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. It feel so big because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a desire, so... Do feel it more than you understand it? Um, that's an interesting question. Like, do our emotions kind of hold it? So, I, the thinking in Tanya is that, like, your understanding leads to your emotions. So, if you can't understand it, then you can't really feel it. So, they kind of mm-hmm. go together dependent on each other. Right. So, the truth but is not... Maybe, yeah. maybe our understanding leads to
1: us having access to our emotions. Yes, yeah. it does. Which are maybe
0: from the lane. It does. So, so we, but we get there specifically, actually, through Mamale. When we... Contemplate and learn about the Torah. We can then get excited about God and feel something for Him. When we do an action of a mitzvah, that's it. We've done the action. Like,
1: right. stops there. But it's not. So basically, we don't have that light. So why do we need
0: it? We have that light, and we draw that light down in a more manifest and more manifest level of that Every time only we do a mitzvah, but only when Mashiach comes will we appreciate it. Part of the the like result of the fact that we're in exile now is that we don't experience the tremendous results of our mitzvahs and what they're causing in this world our mitzvahs result in a loftier um response godly response than our Torah learning does but we get more excited about our Torah learning because we're only able to contain so much godliness within ourselves we don't get excited about the mitzvahs which just proves to us how much higher they are so like you know, if, uh, I don't know what, what, what you guys all majored in and what you're studying, but if like some major, like physicist came in now and started giving you a lesson and everyone's sitting there like this, and no one Key got it. Board. Like he's probably, you probably, <laughs> maybe, maybe you would understand. I have no idea who that is. Um, oh. so Emma would understand, but everyone else would be like, what? So okay, awesome. you wouldn't say, oh, okay, I didn't understand. He must be, su- he must be stupid. Usually we say, no, 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 I, I don't understand. He must be really smart. Right. Mm. As opposed to like someone came in, you understood it. Okay. Like you don't think, oh my God, person so smart I like you very well to understand it so so too like the fact that we mm. don't have the internal experience um and emotion and understanding of the mitzvahs doesn't mean that it's less it actually means that it's higher yeah because like we can't it's even higher than something that can be contained within our brain our brain is pretty cool it's pretty smart well,
1: we can't make it to fit us because it's just higher than us like we can't try to like fit the tar- our lives because it's just so much higher
0: we and can't fit the, the mitzvahs, so it's not. Because the interesting thing is that, and we're going to continue to speak about this next week. That's, we're getting back to the yugimum midat men teshuva, which come from this also this higher level. How can we then make this something that's relevant in our life, right? If it's something so lofty, um, and that so next week we're going to discuss the idea that actually the loftiest things come down into the most tangible, lowest things, right? Mit, the process of doing a mitzvah. It's a much more physical, yeah. crass time, yeah. process than the process of getting excited about a Torah intellectual idea. Yeah. So in a way, you could actually say the mitzvahs are more accessible because you could do them no matter how smart you are. You can do them no matter how much you can, you know, you, how intellectual you are. Um, there is, so there is that element as well. But then there's a question, well, how do you personalize it then? If it's like... Um, and we're, that's actually what we're getting to now in the now that we've Now that we've established where these things fit... The question is, okay, so where does teshuva fit? Where does, like, making this real for me fall in? Okay. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm, still, I'm still not past the part where, like, I'm, yeah, I'm just trying to compare contrast, like, Torah, mitzvah and the mimane and sova of light. And, like... Torah and Mitzvah, they still both, like, we can, both un- we can understand a limited amount of both of them, but still never fully understand both of them. So I don't feel that's a difference. So like, we can't understand any,
0: the tr- so, so Hasidic's perspective, we can't understand anything about the Mitzvahs. You don't actually know why you're doing any of the Mitzvahs. You don't know the true reason behind why you're doing any of the
2: Mitzvahs. But,
0: like, we do understand some of the reasons. Um, that's a peripheral, external reason. It's never the true reason. Mashiach is going to come, and it's going to teach us the meaning behind the mitzvahs. So
2: then you're saying that, that like, versus understanding Torah, like, we actually can understand yes. The Torah? Yes,
0: yes. It's not just some peripheral... 100%. The point of Torah is that it should be understood. Okay. Some people can understand certain elements of Torah better than others based on their minds, right? Because it's an individualized element, it's an individualized understanding. But there's no such thing as a part of Torah that nobody can understand.
1: I think there's also like there is a, certainly like a bracha because the, the ultimate teacher of the Torah is not a human being. It's ultimately like Hashem. I remember like there was a mice about like uh about the not like my the support about uh Rebkanievsky like when like a person who was going for the US came to him and he was like I do not understand anything about the about the like like and they were learning like Talmud with like Mara with with the one teacher or something like with one rabbi and Rebkanievsky was like you don't have a teacher like and he was like What do you mean I don't have a teacher? Here's my teacher like sending him like you know uh like uh behind the door he's like you don't have the ultimate teacher mm-hmm. because only once you're like you made the bracha and you did like you know what i mean once you became a, like once you received your jewish soul then like you are like the the bracha for the lord like t- learning of the theater is gonna come to
0: you like so there's an interesting in a, idea there's have you guys like, had the idea that our godly soul learns the whole Torah before we're born yeah the entire Torah. so yeah, our soul knows the whole Torah and now we're just reminding it, as we're as we're sure. as we're f- continuing the process. We're just yeah. reminding it of the things that's, that it already knows, um, but we're not trying to. Again, we're not trying to diminish the Torah and be like, yeah, it's, it's Mamalekom. And when we say Mamalekom, it's literally the life energy that brings every single thing yeah. into being and allows yeah. it to exist. That's tremendous. That's, that's huge. Torah is infinite. Torah is beyond us. Um, but the way that Torah expressed itself down through creation and into our lives is in a way that is able to be held. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible thing because it does come from an infinite place and it is infinite. But the way it expresses itself is in a way that we can actually hold it. Have a wonderful Shabbat, everyone. Good Shabbos. Good Shabbos. I'll see you on Sunday.